Chapter 19 of We Were There at the Normandy Invasion by Clayton Knight. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Wayne Cook. The 82nd finishes its fight. The building which had housed the patients from the Sansevier Hospital for a week was being emptied hastily. A plump older nurse was helping the sick who could walk, hurrying them into their wraps. She bustled them out to a line of waiting ancient cars. Doctors were aiding the more helpless patients. All of them froze like statues when a shell crashed nearby. Sinston, scolded the nurse, the jacket has been going on. Now one foot up in the car, dear, and now the other. Uh, that's uh, my good girl. Uh, bon voyage. The last to leave were the Gangons. Pierre walked slowly toward the door with his arm round Madame Gangon. She moved stiffly, but without pain. At the door, a doctor smiled at them. Do not worry about Madame, Monsieur Gagnon, he said. She is rightly approved. I expect no more difficulties for her. Merci, Doctor, Pierre replied gruffly. The doctor peered around the door. I see that uh, Monsieur Ancel is awaiting for you in his car. I am sure you will find his house a fortress of safety. His words were drowned in the shriek and explosion of a second shell and the rending crash of roof timbers. The blast hurtled the three of them into a corner. A shower of falling lath and plaster filled the room. The doctor and Pierre called Madame Gagnon to her feet. From outside, the desperate voice of the car-driver shrieked, "'Hurry, doctor, come at once. I do not intend to wait till another explosion hits my car.' Madame Gagnon shook herself with great dignity, stated firmly, "'I can walk. Observe your own step, Pierre.' Are you also, doctor? She crossed the shattered porch and went down the steps. Pierre and the doctor raced to help her into the conveyance. At the slam of the door, Monsieur Angel was prepared, and the car leaped forward through the gates and into the lane. Pierre gasped for breath. I hope your home is safe, he said hoarsely. No place is safe today, the driver retorted over his shoulder, swinging the battered old car expertly around curves. Braced as well as she could manage, Madame Gagnon looked out with horror on the countryside. My son and daughter, she cried, could they exist for such warfare as this? I must know, Pierre, it is worse than I imagined. The doctor spoke soothingly, but broke off to shout, Angel, watch yourself! A soldier had stepped out from the shelter of a ditch with upraised hand. Oh, you must detour, he said in French. This lane and the road beyond our mind, he pointed to one side. Those fields are safe. Monsieur Angel muttered and nosed the car cautiously into the pasture. Circling shell holes, rocking over hummocks, he steered toward a shallow depression some distance ahead. After that he forced the car up a rise. As they neared the top, the sound of machine-guns and rifle-fire, which had been muffled, seemed to explode all around them. Monsieur Angel brought the steaming car to a stop. He surveyed the landscape on all sides. After a moment he said, "'If you will be kind enough to alight, I shall lead you to safety, but on your own feet. We must abandon this vehicle to the mercies of heaven.' Madame Gagnon said to the doctor, "'It is cause for rejoicing, doctor, that... Uh, your cure was successful, and I can walk. Stop frowning, Pierre. Each step I take leads toward home. As a moment, snapped Monsieur Angel, 
or steps lay down that slope on the left towards those cottages that path and he pointed to the chateau these to my house but a firing of considerable intensity is going on there a tremendous salvo of shells interrupted dense white smoke rolled over the hill and drifted through the trees lining the driveway to the chateau it sounds as though we were moving directly into the middle of a battle madame gagnon said monsieur angel raised his head there is a skirmisher on the other side of the hill which i do not understand he said pierre gagnon stared around at a fresh outbreak of gunfire madame gagnon begged him to lower himself but pierre's eyes were fixed wildly on a point near the cottages his mouth dropped open and closed again excitedly maman he gasped patchou i see patchou the doctor and monsieur angel turned to him in alarm madame gagnon stood up i do not see patchou she cried but if he is here certainly andre must be near suddenly the vague noises broke into a noisy scuffle on the rocky brush-covered knoll above them german and american voices rang out angrily it is unbearable madame gagnon cried i must find andre she broke and ran pierre gave a lunge he caught his wife's sleeve and was about to pull her to the ground when a racing dog like a tornado streaked up the slope patchou danced to pierre and then to madame gagnon lathering their hands in rapturous welcome yelping shrilly an american soldier his shoulders sagging with fatigue came out of the underbrush he frowned at the group what are you folks doing out here he demanded you better come along with me the doctor the only one of the normans who understood english said yes most certainly we do not wish to stay here the americans started down the slope madame gagnon and pierre attended by the two other men followed but pierre madame gagnon protested why do we follow them did patchou come this way patchou answered this by tearing ahead with great purpose you'll see said pierre at the foot of the slope the american pushed his way through a break in the hawthorns at his heels monsieur angel and the doctor gallantly pulled the bushes apart for madame gagnon she took a step forward and stood still a hand clasped to her heart not twenty feet away standing near a jeep and a cluster of soldiers were andre and marie at the same instant andre and marie saw her and andre hurtled himself towards his mother i knew i would find you he cried i knew marie and pierre drew into the family embrace slim and weller turned to catch each other's eyes the kid done it weller said slim sighed i sure wish i had that trumpet now he said i feel awful sentimental captain doby sat back and smoked watching the happy reunion of the gagnon family when the doctor and monsieur angel left to start up the hill marie broke away from the family to run after them oh monsieur angel she called i must tell you how sorry i am your bond was burned it was so useful to the marquis we are grateful to you for letting us use it it is nothing monsieur angel replied courteously it was for france however if you will accept advice from a stranger i suggest that you now return home with your mother marie smiled i quite agree with you monsieur within a few minutes trucks and ambulances drew up the wounded both american and german were cared for and taken away 
Weller and Captain Dolby resisted the suggestions of the medics to go back in the ambulance. We don't want no pampering, Weller said shortly. I'm only nicked anyway. The fighting squads clambered aboard trucks to return to the South Seville front. The captain leaned from the jeep to talk more easily with Madame Gagnon and Pierre. The radio in his car squawked incessantly. Answer that signal, will you, Weller? Captain Doby said. Weller snapped a switch and said, Okay, Colonel, and gave his report on Ovarsky's rescue. Then he listened for a few minutes and exclaimed, Yes, Colonel, I'll tell the captain, sure will. Captain Doby had stopped talking to listen to Weller. Andre asked curiously, Good news? Weller almost shouted, Our armies are cleaning up saint Sauveur and the 47th moving on past, heading for the coast, and then Shoreburg. Good, said Doby. Is that all? Nope, Weller grinned. The colonel says the 82nd won't be going on to Shoreburg with the 9th Division, ordered to take the marshy country south of Saint-Sauveur, and after that, we get relieved. The 82nd will be out of the war? Doby asked. Every bloomin' man of us, Weller replied. And that means you too, Captain. Slim winked at Andre. I guess it means you too, kid, he said. Captain Doby rubbed his hand across his eyes. After over two weeks of steady fighting, I guess the 82nd deserves a rest. Well, give me that phone, Weller. When he had finished his call, he said to Pierre, I've sent a jeep to take you home, Monsieur Gagnon. Do you think you can hang on to Andre till the jeep gets here? Pierre threw back his head in his great bellowing laugh. I, I, I think so, mon capitaine, he roared. Never mind, kid, Weller said. I promise you we'll be back. We'll see you in a week or two. You just save us some of that good, fresh milk. Pierre clapped his hand to his head and glared at Andre. Mon Dieu, he shouted. The cows. End of chapter 19